0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: The Diamondbacks appear to be done dealing. I'm Alison and I'm here with Steve Gilbert, uh, who covers the Diamondbacks. Obviously, Steve, um, I think that it's not so much that the Diamondbacks haven't done anything um, as we look into the new year because clearly they had a crazy good offseason. But I have a feeling that, seven weeks from now when we are still doing these podcasts, that we are going to largely be talking about the same team that we're looking at now as going into spring training. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I think so, I You know, certainly they fooled me before. I didn't have them signing Zach grinky either as a free agent, so I'm always hesitant now to, to, to be too strong on my predictions when it <laughs> comes to them. But it certainly sounds like for right now, yeah, that the, the the roster they have is going to be the roster that they uh, that they open spring training with, in wow, seven weeks as you said, it's uh, coming up on us pretty quick.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I, I just reading Dave Stewart's quotes, and I mean, clearly he's not just sitting back and, and you know crossing his arms and saying nobody talks to me anymore. But at the same time, they're not going to do anything that's going to be detrimental down the road. Uh, the main thing is that they don't want to give up any more picks to sign free agents. And so while we keep hearing Howie Kendrick's name coming up as being in discussions with the Diamondbacks, it would seem that it would be uh, almost counterproductive, really, to to kind of hamper your draft that much just for the sake of, of getting some experience on the roster.
0: Yeah, I think so, Allison. And when I asked him about it, uh, you know, he said, well, we're not going to give up that pick. And, um, it sounded like they did like Howie Kendrick, but you know, not at the price in terms of what it would cost them. It's, they've already given up their first overall pick, which is uh, 13th overall in the draft to sign Zach Grenke, and they really don't want to then give up their second pick, which I believe is a competitive uh, balance round A pick, and then be without uh, without their first two draft picks. So um, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Uh, it sounds more like what they're going to count on is some of the younger players like Chris Owings and Nick Ahmed, Jake Lamb, uh, Yasmani Tomas. All of those guys kind of stepping up with a little bit of improvement to make up for the the loss uh, offensively of uh, Ender Inciarte, who went to Atlanta in the uh, Shelby
1: Miller deal. Yeah, that was my next point. I mean, you know, adding offense is, it doesn't seem to be. It, it was not really a priority for the for the Diamondbacks at all, um, and it doesn't really need to be. Um, runs were plenty last year, and of course, like you said, they do need to figure out some ways to plug plug in some runs here and there for what was lost. Um, but they have to feel pretty decent about, I mean, if you look at the way that the Diamondbacks uh, performed in the second half and, and just the season that they put together, I would say that they're really not spending a whole, maybe many nights losing sleep over the fact that, uh, they haven't really
0: tweaked the lineup very much. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, given that they were second in the NL in runs this past year, and um, they, they still have guys. Again, those guys that I mentioned that they feel will improve, and also you've got uh, you know AJ Pollock, who's just now starting to kind of come on, come into his own with a breakout season. Uh, David Peralta, who you know who came out into his own last year, so I think they, and they're going to have uh, Wellington Castillo behind the plate for a full year. So I think. You know, offensively they shouldn't be an issue for them. I think uh, the the allure of somebody like a uh, Howie Kendrick or, or Brandon Phillips, who they discussed uh, in the deal with uh, with the Reds, uh, the only appeal there is that those guys have a more proven track record than some of the younger players. But um, you know, having that extra that extra security or what have you, I don't think is is worth it uh, in terms of giving up that draft pick or the the, the cost of uh, Brandon Phillips in terms of his contract. Um, not so much for this coming year, but but the year after that, the final year of his deal.
1: Yeah, you, you can't really predict uh, exactly how seasons are going to go, even when you think that maybe you have a pretty good handle on how the season might go. And I just remember uh, back when I was covering the Astros, um, the most boring spring trainings going going into spring training, uh, the most boring ones were when the team was just supposed to be really good. And so the only – Uh, position battles where, like, fifth starter, a couple bench guys, maybe a backup catcher. Um, And I just remember thinking to myself, wow, this is going to be kind of a rough spring for me, but probably a great season for the Astros, which is kind of how it turned out. Um, And so when I'm looking at, like, the Diamondbacks, they're like, yeah, I'm kind of hoping to do it. Maybe add a bullpen arm, nothing's imminent. Um, And then they just have to figure out the final two spots of the – but it should be a fantastic rotation. Um, and looking at those options, um, there's some pretty good options in there, When not you say? I mean, these aren't just um, kind of throwaway names. I mean, these are guys that can really contribute, Chase Anderson, Archie Bradley. Uh, how do you think that might shake out?
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's going to be the the most interesting thing to watch this, this spring is, okay, so you, you pencil in um, Greinke and Miller and, and Patrick Corbin into the rotation, and then that's four and five spots. Yeah, they do have a lot of guys to choose from. Um, Ruby Delarosa had a had a pretty good year last year, fourteen wins. A little inconsistent, but uh, still, you know, nothing not, nothing to be ashamed of. Um, Chase Anderson had a had a nice year. He had a, a, a slump there in the middle portion of the year, but uh, he's somebody that has some potential. Robbie Ray, a left-hander that throws hard. Archie Bradley, a former you know number one uh, number one pick godly who pitched well for them last year so they do have a number of different options and uh i I think anytime i think you 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 were right when you said this i think anytime you're you're a team and you go into spring training thinking um geez we have uh three really quality starters um and a number of options so who's going to be our fourth and fifth starter i think if that if that's all you're looking for um you, you know you feel pretty good going into spring training
1: um, I had to laugh a little bit. I mean, just thinking about the Diamondbacks and and, um, and I say this with love because I, I do consider these guys friends of mine. Um, but the the, the happy the, the the Diamondback's front office is basically like a happy place anyway. And I'm speaking on the business side too, but like Derek Hall, Josh Rawlish, they're like so enthusiastic and they're just like so just exceedingly happy about everything they do from the minute that they get to work and I think, wow, how are these guys reacting to really amazing off-season that the Diamondbacks had. Um, so when you get this free training, I mean, there's just going to be good times flowing everywhere. This is like uh, an organization that people really uh, like to be affiliated with and they like working for them. And it's just going to, you know, assuming that nothing goes wrong um, and everything kind of comes together, I would imagine it's going to be a happy place.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, Allison. I think there's going to be a ton of optimism when camp opens. And, and maybe there wasn't quite as much last spring. Um, no, just because they had such a such a bad 2014, and yes, uh, certain people, Tony Larusa among them, um, believed strongly that they were going to improve. But I think that uh, certainly there was a, amongst the fan base a, a real skepticism as far as that went. Um, but this year, I, I know that the guys I, I exchanged several texts with guys that you know wishing them a happy new year, and, and uh, everybody that responded said, oh, I can't wait to get." spring training started can't wait to get going what an exciting off season so uh, I think you're right I think there's going to be a lot of smiling faces and that might make as you know it might, might make the manager a little uh, nervous when he sees so many happy guys because you, know, <laughs> you, you always worry about complacency but um, again if that's if that's your biggest concern um, is that there's too much optimism I think you're, you're in pretty good shape
1: yeah I mean baseball players can tell you that it doesn't matter uh, that they, that they feel the same way going to spring training, no matter what uh, chances that that the team has it that's they're not telling the truth. I mean, guys that are going to a team that's you know uh, predicted to lose ninety five games, um, it's not the same as as going to spring training when you know you actually have a legitimate chance. So good for them, good for the guys back. Steve, thank you very much, and we'll catch up with you next week.